Hello and welcome to episode 13 of uh, 10 Minute Country. Uh, thanks for listening today. I'm James Dakin and we are going to be talking about the issue of authenticity in um, country music. Uh, th- this has reared its head uh, in the last few days because um, I reviewed uh, Morgan Evans's album for Lyric Magazine and Jimmy Allen's album for um, Your Life in a Song. Uh, they released their albums on the same day and, um, you know, I was at pains to point out in my reviews that I felt both were authentic uh, in the in respect of the life experiences of the artists, uh, you know, and were based in a, a reality or a truth um, the, more than a lot of country albums uh, that get released today. You know, even though neither artist is uh, really using traditional country instruments, sounds or conventions. Uh, and um, it led me down the path of, th- you know, responding to people who disagreed with me, responding to people who agreed with me, and this whole idea of authenticity um, became interesting to me. The, the Cambridge Dictionary defines authenticity as something p- to p- to something pertaining to reality and truth, whilst the Oxford Dictionary refers to it as undisputed origin, not a copy, and they go on to say, made or done in the traditional way. So there's two slightly different definitions of authenticity there. Um, And I suppose it depends on which version that you believe um, means authentic. Uh, Midland, last year, another example of where authenticity was questioned. Um, They released their debut album uh, and it attracted uh, quite a lot of attention. Um, It easily fulfills the Oxford English dictionary of made or done in the traditional way. Uh, But a furious argument began between the band and the website Saving Country Music when the latter questioned the band's reality or truth. Um, So it appears on the face of it that, you know, these artists like Midland and Morgan Evans and Jimmy Allen can't win. Because when someone like Morgan Evans or Jimmy Allen releases an album that isn't traditional sounding, their authenticity is called into question by traditionalists. And yet, when somebody like Midland releases uh, a traditional sounding album, their authenticity is called into question because of the truth or the reality behind what drove them to make that music. It looks like a no-win situation. You're sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't, in the eyes of the gatekeepers of country music. Um, Further research led me to find a thesis online by an Alicia Johnson of the University of South Carolina, which is really interesting. In it, she quotes from the work of Heather McLachlan, who wrote in 2008, that authenticity is not just important, it is the centre of country music's identity. Musicians in this genre are held to higher standards than others and have to stay focused on being real and traditional to hold their place within the genre. And indeed, this is where the issue of authenticity to me is blurred. McLachlan goes on to say that the exact same music can sometimes be praised by one source for being authentic and condemned by another for not being authentic enough. And this, then, is the Morgan Evans issue for me. His album is dripping in authenticity because, for a start, he co-wrote all the songs on it himself. Each one was born out of his life experience, his desires and his ambitions. He hasn't gone fishing around the writers' rooms of Nashville for songs about tan lines and fishing and trucks or Patron, because to do that and produce music like that would be disingenuous to him as a person and a musician. The songs on his album Things That We Drink To might not sound authentic to someone who who defies that term uh, by sound alone, but to me they tell a truth 
and they're grounded in a reality that's pertinent to Morgan Evans's life experience and him alone. Why don't you contrast that with someone like Brantley Gilbert, who certainly sounds authentic to a lot of country music fans. His songs are, you know, largely bombastic, machismo-driven pieces about drinking, hunting, fishing, hometowns, women, and that sort of outlaw lifestyle. Um, But he stepped onto the C2C stage in London in 2015 and delivered a most ridiculous eulogy about gun ownership and the right to bear arms to a largely bemused audience. And those sentiments are certainly authentic in terms of, you know, what is accepted within the country music community. But to me, he's completely lacking in authenticity, and I'm going to tell you why. Firstly, after C2C, he cancelled two separate UK tours in the face of international terrorism, which hardly fits with a sort of hard man aggressive image. And, and secondly, I've interviewed three separate artists now who have supported Gilbert and who have nothing but lovely things to say about him. Each of the three portray him as a kind, considerate and incredibly supportive guy who can't do enough for the artists and fans around him. And that's great for Gilbert. He certainly paints a picture of a man very different to the one his music portrays. Uh, it seems to be completely at odds with his image to me. I don't believe that Brantley Gilbert lives his life in the same way as the person that he portrays in his songs. The figure of Brantley Gilbert is a construct designed to increase his music sales and play well with the largely rural, small-town listeners of the South that make up his fan base. And so, therefore, to me, he is lacking in authenticity. McLachlan goes on to propose eight characteristics common amongst the songs in the country music genre which might help us to define what authenticity is. Those characteristics are as follows. Number one, the songs are sung by artists without formal music training who claim to come from working-class southern roots. Number two, they're sung in a southern twangy accent using a nasal tone as opposed to the cultivated sound uh, of Europe and North America. Number three, they're accompanied by string instruments, especially the fiddle and or steel guitar. Number four, they're set in that verse-chorus bridge form. Five, they feature lyrics that tell stories about ordinary life which are often funny or tragic. Six, they use regular and simple tonal harmonies. Seven, marked by a transparent texture in order to ensure that words can be clearly understood at all times. And eight, they celebrate rural life and document the difficulties faced by working class people. Country music scholars have often categorised country music into what Alicia Johnson calls simply good and bad country music, where good music represents that which is traditional and fulfills those eight characteristics, and the bad represents that which is anyway innovative, mainstream, or what Johnson calls sometimes just too damn commercial. Her examples of artists to fulfill these definitions are George Strait, who is traditional, and Garth Brooks, who is not. Strait created a new traditionalist movement, whilst Brooks threw tradition to the wind and created a kind of country music alongside his energetic live performances that appealed more to the masses. So which one of those is more authentic? Country musicians who do not hide their commercialism, like Brooks, like Thomas Rhett, like Carrie Underwood, are often made out by the traditionalists to be villains. Johnson calls this illogical, arguing that there should not be any inherent connection between commercialism or authenticity. One of the biggest iconic images in country music is the Grand Old Opry. 
Yeah, this is an inherently commercial building, an inherently commercial enterprise. It's a must-see tourist attraction, the Ole Opry, integral to the commercial heart of Nashville. So being popular does not necessarily mean a lack of authenticity. I guess whether something is authentic or not in country music simply comes down to which definition of the word you choose to adopt. If you believe authenticity is about being real and about being truthful and about living in the same way that's portrayed in your songs, then artists like Morgan Evans and Jimmy Allen will be authentic to you. But if you believe that authenticity is about something being made or done in the traditional way and it's all wrapped up in those eight characteristics of country music, uh, then that's going to be a deal breaker for you and those artists won't fit your idea of authenticity at all. So, just like many issues in life, there clearly isn't a right or wrong answer to this. Meaning that we can talk about it till we're blue in the face, but the debate will rage on forever. But then, wouldn't life be boring if we all thought the same? Thanks for listening to today's 10 Minute Country. Uh, Send me your messages on what you believe authenticity is and how we define it. I've been James Dakin, thanks for listening. See you next time.